Jorno is clearly the culmination of like all of the weird cockyween animal facts. Yeah. Because like Jorno must have an encyclopedic knowledge. Well, we know he has lots of books. Yeah. yeah. And, and he knows that snakes like bread. <laughs> but like, just like all this, like it's just that he, it's never like, it's like that Green Lantern style thing where it's like, right. When, you know, when the, when the ring is given to like someone who's an artist, then like the way that they use it is like really creative to make lots of, where it's like when it's given to like a cop, it's like this very straightforward thing. It's like Jorno as a person must just be a huge nerd for animals and plants. Just an absolute mm. natural sciences beast. Well, if you could, if you had the power to turn anything into whatever living thing you wanted, wouldn't you also become? I would just turn everything into cats. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I would turn everything. I would turn a lot of things into flowers. That's true. We'll see. Like, but then, and then you as have soon to water as it. no, you don't, because as soon as it dies, you just turn it right back into a live flower. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> but yeah, like that's. I figured it out. Life good, hack. Good. I'm going to make Can a you YouTube come series. Do that to a yard. Life hack. Yeah. yeah. But like, it's just, it's that kind of thing where it's like, I would get tired and be like, find this again. Just another dinosaur, whatever. <laughs> a very little dinosaur. Um, you know, like, I just, Man, I don't. If only there were a character in JoJo's who could just turn things anything into, dinosaur. into a dinosaur. <laughs> No, that's too weird even for a Rocky. (laughs) The fact that he always has the energy to like come up with some extremely inventive solution to the problem. He's very cool headed. It's very cool. But I'm also But we also know that he always takes time to process. Yes. He's like, I need a minute. (laughs) Um, So basically it's like, I feel like he must do a lot of prep where he's like, what if someone ever peed in my mouth? What would I do? Jorno is the embodiment of the like equations lady me yes you're just oh, you always know, doing that you know Jorno lies awake at night trying to plan out what to do if someone pees in his mouth <laughs> <laughs> yeah. obviously doesn't? yeah don't we all and then the answer is turn a tooth into a jellyfish <laughs> because Jorno knows that urine is not sterile oh you know maybe he's actually thought about it in terms of poison oh yeah I mean because that is a if you want to make it normal if I want to sure. actually explain it yeah our job yeah. We're the only one who takes it seriously around here. That's very true. Welcome to JoJo's Bizarre Explainer, a podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm Darius Kazemi. I'm Elizabeth Simmons. And I'm Courtney Stanton. And today we'll talk to you about the number four. Yes, <sighs> it's, it's bad. Dangerous. It's scary. It's an unlucky bad number because it means death. She. Yeah. Yeah. That's why there are three people on this podcast, actually. <laughs> a fourth person tried to get on, and we were like, no, that's no. unlucky. Mm-hmm. This starts with Bruno explaining. Oh, we explain the gang. Explaining yeah. how the gang the is structure structured. The gang. Which it turns out it's structured like a multi level marketing scheme where right. you just buy your way up. Yeah. If you sell <laughs> enough drugs to kids, you can buy the tickets that get you uh, to rank up. Yeah, yeah. And eventually you get a gold Cadillac. It's, yeah. It's just fine. It's like or a boat or a prison cell. A stand. <laughs> you get a stand. So many, so many things. But yeah, it's you just get like the, you selling. get the arrow. It's, yeah. Yeah. That's actually Oh my true. gosh. And like one person like comes around and talks to all the little like like low level employees and is like, I got an arrow. I have an arrow now. Yeah. yeah you like could you too. could too. Sell enough Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. And you too could get the BMX bike. No one gets that bike. And I never even thought about Girl Scout cookies as one of those things. Oh, it absolutely Because is. Girl Scout cookies are so good and they provide such a valuable service to me personally <laughs> who eats them. I was I was in the Scouts and yeah. they absolutely, there's like a, it's like a, a pinup, yeah. but of the ranks and prizes that you can get. I mean, I remember there being like wallpaper things, but I feel like with multi-level marketing, it's it has to be more like... 
You have to you invest have to, way more the, in the, for it to be The that. thing with multi-level marketing is you have to bring other people into yeah. the scheme. The Girl Scouts aren't yeah. trying to get people That's to true. join the Girl Scouts. And they're, they're selling just, a product. They're not selling the idea of being a salesperson. That's true. As opposed to like Avon and Mary right. Kay. Right. So like with multi-level marketing, also I highly recommend the podcast The Dream. All right. Which is about this. Oh, oh yeah, cool. I've heard good things about it. And I just like the idea of a mafia that works that way. Yeah. Like ultimately, ultimately everyone will be in the mafia. Yeah. Yes. The whole the saturated, all of, saturated all of mafia market yeah. is Naples. Yeah, but while Bruno's explaining all this, <laughs> one of the lines in there is about how, you know, gang members don't really want to be detected because it's dangerous. So they all dress like normal people. And, and we know that's true mm, from the yeah, show. Definitely very normal dressing. And we'll get more into guys. when we go over the guys. Yeah. It's just like, later, sure. Later on in, in this arc, there's like one moment where someone's like, let's like dress, let, like, good thing we look normal and we can like blend into the crowd or whatever. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, what are we you do, talking about? We do see, when we get yeah. the random side goons talking about Pulpo, we see them, and they're dressed pretty normal. Yeah, they don't have very strong character designs. I like that montage, by the way, which yeah, is like too. the next thing that happens. It's like Pulpo's suicide like rippled through the ranks, and it's like we get to see them all doing very stereotypical mafia things, like eating at an Italian restaurant and <laughs> yeah. preparing to execute someone in an alley. I like how they're all like conjecturing about what happened. Like, yeah. And nobody thinks to guess that one of his guns was turned into a banana. Yeah, they... <laughs> <laughs> this organization is really not going to see Jornil coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're just not on the level. They're, no. not, they're not ready for God. Yeah. No, but yeah. they're also not ready for like stand users apparently. Well, yeah, that's what's really interesting to me is that so after those like the, I'm assuming these are the, like the basic capos. Right, the like lowercase g goons. Yeah, yeah. These are the ones who were just entered the MLM. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So maybe like they're rich, but they haven't really brought in a lot of people yet. Then it's like it switches from them to some very low key, normally dressed gang members. <laughs> I guess wearing in like a in a car bathing suits. Yeah, one of them's got like a Bridget Bardot style like cut out swimsuit <laughs> on. And one of them has like a very ornate side bun. Yeah, like low side bun. It's honestly, if you've seen The Fifth Element, his haircut, his hairstyle is yes. exactly like the diva Pava Laguna's weird head roll thing. I really like the star armbands. Yeah, very part seven. Yeah. And yeah, so it, it's a like a Mayo cutout bikini, star armbands, and a trucker hat. That's this yeah. guy's look. <laughs> In the manga, right, that this the guy with the trucker hat and the swimsuit on is like just Araki hadn't figured out his character design. Yeah, he's like yet. a shadow Dio. With yeah. a trucker hat on. <laughs> yeah. I think it's like a fedora or something. It's no, like it's he, a trucker. Oh, it's trucker. Yeah. So it's like, but he's like, mmm. He was still like sketching out the final design, and so he was like, "Well, yeah. I can put in his hat." He I know like, he's gonna. I have only have hat. one super gay design in mind right now, so I'm gonna use that on the other guy. And yeah, so it's a little. Also, I think it's part of the whole like mystery of the, you don't know who everyone is because Iraqi doesn't know who everyone right. is yet. Whereas in the in the anime, they do. Um, they're like like the the capo montage isn't in the manga, <laughs> right? Like in the manga, you just have the conversation in the car between the one guy and the other guy who's a shadow and you don't have like all the like rippling through well, the yeah, yeah. Through the org and there is an organization chart in the manga yeah. as like a splash page but it doesn't have the detailed silhouettes of the entire like there's a squad on there called squadra execucione and we'll right. meet them later but like we will meet them but that was something that Iraqi couldn't have planned for right and so like 
in that big org chart at the beginning of this episode, Bruno's gang has all their silhouettes and the Assassin's gang has all of the silhouettes of the eventual like members of the Assassin's gang. Whereas everyone else has these very generic sort of like Facebook outline heads because we don't, who cares? Yeah. Their eggs, their Twitter eggs. Yeah. <laughs> but it's nice. So it's like, they again, it's that thing where like, well, we eventually know what these guys are going to look like. So we'll just put them in there now. And now onto more important things. The boys. The boys <laughs> so, doing boy things. Yeah, they're they're all hanging out in a restaurant in like Bucciolati's like headquarters restaurant. I, I assume they live there. I'm just like, what? <laughs> they never, it's like anytime there's downtime, either in flashbacks or whatever, it's just them hanging out eating yeah. for free, I yeah. assume. So they're in the restaurant and we have Abacchio, Mista, Fugo, and Narancha. Yes. Fugo and Narancha are, are doing math. Yeah, Fugo is clearly using the uh, Yukako method of tutoring by just violently... Violent mood swings. Yeah, anytime somebody gets something wrong, which is great. Negative reinforcement. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how I learned math. <laughs> and see, look how you turned out. A fork to the face whenever you get <laughs> yeah. something yeah. wrong. Yeah. But yeah, Narancha, who... And I'm going to get it wrong over and over again because every single time, if you like put a gun to my head and you're like, how old is Narancha? I'd be like 14 or 15. He's apparently 17. No, he's 32. (laughs) (laughs) This 45-year-old teenager. Uh, He's just, it's like, I always think of him as the youngest member. Because he's small. He's small and And dumb. Dumb. And he doesn't have a stand. He... (laughs) He was given a toy. We will learn that later. He just has a toy. And they're it's like, canon that Naranchi doesn't have a stand. And, and they're like, this is your stand. And he's like, thanks, Fugo. You know, like, yeah. it's just. Yeah. So I, reading the manga, I was like, I cannot stand this character. And it's amazing to me how much less I dislike him in the anime. Yeah, same. Part of it is his voice actor does a really good job of making things that should be annoying less annoying. Also, is there a an annoying child in this arc, or is Narancha the Narancha. closest thing we get? To Narancha it, is the to annoying, annoying child. child. Yeah, okay, it's Narancha. Yeah. And so, the part, and also the other thing is that they give in the anime they give him a lot of little ticks and motions and stuff that I think on the page just don't work. Like when when they're all getting introduced to Giorno and it's the two shot of Fugo with blood on him, and Narancha's still got his switchblade out. He's like bouncing the the switchblade, like or you know just on his finger and on his wrist, and that looks like way more menacing and cool in motion than yeah. however it's depicted. Also, like, I go back and forth between why I dislike Fugo so much. Yeah. So here are the three possibilities. One, okay. he's genuinely boring, which I think he, you A know, you can bit. argue that he is or isn't. Two is that I hate his whole character design with, mm. like, my whole heart. Okay. And that might be, like, the top contender for why I don't like him. And three is that there's like a contingent of people on the internet that like ships Fugo and Giorno really hard for some reason, and it drives me absolutely nuts. Yeah, it's I'm not gonna there. say it's that one. That's probably because that irritates well, me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like I already didn't like Fugo, so it's like if I really loved Fugo, I would like I don't. It doesn't bother me when people ship like Giorno and Bruno. Like yeah, whatever. but there's. I, I think there's a leg to stand on yeah. with Giorno and Bruno. Well, it's all it's based on Purple Haze feedback, oh. right? Which is for those who don't know the light novel. That takes place in flashback of from part five, I, th- e- I think. No, it's oh. actually after part five. Oh, okay. Um, but so it's about, it's no about spoilers, Fugo. But it's about Fugo. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really boring. And I read the whole thing. And in it, 
Giorno and Fugo interact. And that's why people are like, oh my God, they're in love. Since we're talking about character designs, let's talk about the designs for the different characters. So Fugo has like this Swiss cheese thing going on on his green suit with like a strawberry tie. Yeah. Also, I'm allergic to strawberries. That's oh, okay. That's, I think that's actually it. Yeah. But yeah, so his, his tie, which is, so he's, again, when Gary says suit, let's be specific here. It's a suit jacket and suit pants and no shirt. <laughs> and, and a tie. And saying... Jacket and pants is generous given the amount of fabric that's actually on his Right. Body. It's it's like pretty it's a pretty close fit and then there's a giant oval holes cut out of all of it. So Araki did this one interview, um, and maybe we'll link to the translation like on the Twitter or something, because it's this person like has done a lot of fan translating of materials related to Vento Oreo. Cool. And they translated this one uh interview that Araki did about the gang in which he was asked such questions as, do they have girlfriends? To which the answer is, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and who has the most expensive outfit? And the answer Mista. is, Mista. And what kind of underwear does Fugo wear? And the answer is, a thong. Amazing. <laughs> just so, amazing. <laughs> well, a thong is just two holes in a piece of fabric. So yeah, you know, that's basically... I uh, mean, Darius, that's technically all pants. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just saying it's like the thong is like ninety percent. No, how many whole. holes are in pants? All right, three. Fine, three or infinite. That's true. Well, I guess holes like stacked yeah. onto each other. The important, yeah. the important thing is that a thong is like uh, most, more whole is mostly than, whole, yeah. more whole than fabric. So that's true. So that's a it's a good Fugo choice. Like the, if you thong look has the, two holes or three holes. Three. I guess it does have three. three. I mean, it's just a it's a. I mean, how many holes is a piece of, how many pieces of bread have you eaten in your life, you know? So yeah, so that's Fugo. Three. <laughs> <laughs> Narancha has like slutty girl top mm-hmm. where it's it's like a tube top, but then someone buckled like three or four or five straps on it. And then there's like <laughs> a strap. You can't or, be bothered to count the strap. Yeah. Strap around between, the neck. Between 30 and 50. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a little, it's a little bondagey. It's If you're familiar with like this era, like late nineties, early two thousands, Dolce and Gabbana, when they had their like dilution line D and G, it's like everything that came out of D and G. Yeah. His, he's got like a headband, yeah. right? He's got a headband. And then I don't know. There's some pants, I guess. I don't remember. I assume there's pants. Narancha's outfit is the one that I would be least likely to describe accurately yeah. to someone else. Oh, by far. Does yeah. he have, does he have, uh, it's like a skirt pant thing? Yeah, I think he does have like a culotte. Which is, oh, that's right, yeah. Which is very fashion forward of him. Yeah. That's actually very, very street appropriate today. Sorry, I can't remember it better. I don't like Narancha We that could much. all at any time look down at our phones and find out. And, and I guess, don't care. And we don't care enough. Yeah. <laughs> and but I know, we can which describe is, all the other outfits in And I, I know it's controversial because like there's a huge chunk of the internet just fucking loves Narancha and I want to understand you. I people. have... I know people on the internet who uh, love Narancha for like gender queer yeah, yeah, related okay. reasons. And I get that. Um, I feel like you and could I'm, love any of exactly, these guys. And I'm not going to, you know, everyone has their own connections with whatever character. And I'm not here to say that that's wrong. But also every character in this arc is gender queer. Yeah. <laughs> right, that's, that's canonical. I can't, now, can't I want to save the that. best for last. So let's do Abakio next. Okay. Abakio is the wine mom. Yes. Um, very good, neglectful parent. I love his 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 headphones. Yeah, just, like, just and he's just like attention. and like Mist is throwing a fit and he's just like, I'm just gonna get some cake. I'm gonna sit here, I'm gonna drink my wine, eat my cake. Yeah, waiting for my my wife to get back. So I can take a break so from these kids. He's got the like giant 
a belt buckle yeah. thing. It's sort of like an Avengers logo. Yeah, Habaku <laughs> is the one who is like most closely like in straight up like superhero villain. Oh, and fashion. he is according to that one Iraqi interview, he is the physically strongest. Okay. Sure. Um also fun fact, it is likely that Abakio was both designed and publicized as a design before Sephiroth. So uh, if you're okay. thinking about if you're thinking Abakio is a Sephiroth ripoff it's probably the other way around. Nice. Not the first video game character that bit style off of a joke. No. So. Abakio just looks like Sephiroth. He has, I mean, it's the same like, lace obviously up the hair yeah. and yeah. then like the, the long lace up black Leotard thing. thing that turns, it's either a long, very slutty dress or it's a shirt and pants and he's belted some kind of it's a, long it's skirt pants. over it. He wears pants. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I think it's like a duster. Is that like what it's supposed to be? lace up duster. I think it's a, like a dress and pants. Again, Mm-mm. pretty fashion forward. I think it's a duster. All right. And, and pants. But duster but, is well, like a kind it has, of coat. Yeah, but it has, it has a thing. Yeah. No, it has like, like hem. Yeah. Like open hem, like yeah. a jacket. Well, I mean, are you familiar with the Jennifer Lopez dress that she wore to the Academy Awards yeah, that like, everyone freaked out wait, about? That thing went all the way up to her, like, Yeah, but I just think that it's, bone. I just think that it's a, I think, I, I feel strongly that it is a jacket and he's just not wearing a shirt under it. Okay. That's my. I don't understand how that would work because it laces up the front, but. No, sure. I mean, I think it's like a modified, like some kind of weird jacket. I mean, all these clothes are weird. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Speaking of which. <laughs> Mista. Yes. Good boy. Um, so Mista's wearing, it's a cashmere, right? It's a cashmere yeah. turtleneck crop top. Yep. And then tiger print jeans. Or leather. I think they're probably leather. But they're definitely like a jeans cut. Like they've got pockets yes, and, and yes. a belt. And then those are tucked into black and red pointy boots. Yeah, which in the, <laughs> in the, uh, in the manga, vary between whether they are boots or sandals. Right, and, depending on who colored them. Well, no, because sometimes he has toes. That, oh, So, okay. like, they actually start as sandals. Oh, so it's, and like, then, cool, it's, like, capri pants and then, like, gladiator sandals. Yeah, and then he, like, puts socks on under the sandals, and <laughs> then it looks like boots. And it turns into, I think Avaki, Araki yeah. evolved that design. Yeah. Um, or else Mista is always wearing socks with sandals. Honestly, I could would. see that. Yeah, that's... Can we talk about sure. his hat? No. <laughs> we can't. Mista no. loves patterns. Mista is a very is a power clasher, which is one of many uh, pieces of evidence in my Mista is a trans man theory. <laughs> but yeah, so he's got a terrible hat. I'm not even going to try and pretend it's cute. It's I, pref- I prefer him without his hat. We do see it in a flashback or something. So. I... Love his hat. I've definitely seen some really good crossplay where it like it works and it looks cute. But generally, yeah, his hat is a giant. It's a dick on it. It's a big arrow. Yeah, on his. It's forehead. an M. Is it? Yes. <laughs> M for Mista. No, but it's it's an it's like a big arrow though. It's got the it goes. In yeah, and but everything. the top of it. It's a, it isn't it isn't it's like it's a stylized. Um, yeah. It reminds me of like at one point like there are like the various different kinds of lesbian right like yeah goth lesbian. Big titty Slytherin lesbian. Sure, yeah. yeah. And what? <laughs> Your big titty Slytherin girlfriend. 
That's a kind. All right. I believe it. Um, and the I ones asked, that we ran into on the train. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Literally, there were two Big Titty Slytherin girlfriends who were Aww. girlfriends of each other at, Harry, at Potter, Harry Potter World. And they were cosplaying as Slytherin students. That's, and it was, I was like, wow, you guys are like a Tumblr tag. This is amazing. really cute. Yeah. I, I asked my partner like what kind of lesbian I was because I didn't feel like I was any of the types that I like knew about from the internet. Like, you know, like knife lesbian, Lumberjack whatever. lesbian, yeah. yeah. And they were like, you're a pattern lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I am because usually I'm wearing like three patterns. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. And, and I usually think, one of them's a floral. Yeah. And Mista is definitely a pattern gay. Yes. Yeah. Like yes. he's the definition. Now we can, I guess we can now talk about their interactions as we meet them. So I love that like right off the bat, we establish a very important thing about Mista, which is he hates the number four. He's like yes. afraid of it. It's like a bad omen. Mista has OCD real bad. Yeah. It's either like OCD or it's like he's got the very specific paranoid delusion. I don't know. But yeah, he just, he really very superstitious. Yeah. He's superstitious. Honestly is what it is. Yeah. Which is, I appreciate that everyone else just rolls with that. Yeah. Well, they're all fucking freaks. Yeah, exactly. They gotta yeah. take care of each other. I love his little rant about the cake. Just like, yeah. ugh, if well, they were, you know, they bring you five or three, but if they were really considerate, they bring you three because if five, you can only, you, you could you, end up with four. One, yeah. end up with four. Um, I also like that it concludes with him being stressed out of it because he wants to eat the fucking cake. And I was like, that's real. One of the things that annoys me that I've seen on the internet is that, and of course, like because Vento Oreo is the first arc that I watched after having read it, I've also spent the last several years like developing opinions about fan creations. But one thing that annoys me is when I see like Jorno and Mista in fan art, and Jorno's like making fun of Mista for the fourth thing. Like he would not, absolutely not. What the hell? Who does Jorno that? doesn't like bust on anybody no. for anything. No, but also like uh, the only like apparently one of the things that was bad about like the old poor fan translation oh, yeah. of was that they flattened a lot of Mista's like affect. And as you can see, like Mista is pretty dramatic and just kind yes. of like goes off on long yeah, monologues about shit. Yes. Uh, and Mista cares yeah. a lot about a lot of things. Yeah. And he'll just like start rattling off about things. Uh, so I'm glad that like we That's there, yeah. get to get to see that. Yeah. And so they, Bruno's like, hi, I brought home another kid. Kids, here's your new sibling. And Abaki's like, I hate it. <laughs> and, and then Bruno's like, oh, sorry, I got to go like do some things. And so he's like, I'm just going to leave you alone with your new family. Good luck. Be nice. Yeah. yeah. And so, Tosses of course. Bruno directly into the deep end. And then this Abakio does, like I think, the iconic Abakio thing, which is peas in a teapot. Yep. And serves Giorno a cup of pea. A cup of steaming hot pea. I mean, pea yeah. is hot. So. It's warm. It's, well, not, it's not steaming, I guess, unless it's cold in the restaurant. Yeah, I was a little concerned, be to be honest. <laughs> it's, probably it's probably cold in the restaurant. They have the AC on. That really. has a very upsetting fever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and so then Giorno drinks it, and we get like the tiniest, like, like one half second of the gold experience sound what? effect. <laughs> which is cues you that he did something and um, everyone is like oh whoa you drank it and they all have different reactions which is i mean i think even today if i saw someone drink a cup of pee i'd be like ah uh, mm. yeah but especially I, like teen boys they're like, like they're like what? I, I love 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 mister's reaction which is you're hilarious yeah please tell me how you did that yeah, you can confide your secret yeah, in just me. talk to me tell me i just love like, it ah! everyone else is like laughing at him yeah. or disbelieving yeah. Or right yeah so the three things you need to know about mista he likes to eat he hates the number four and he likes Jorno. Mm -hmm. yeah and that's it 
That's he's very Dorno easy. Dorno wins can. him over instantly. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Abakio is just immediately like, I I would prefer not to. He did like, he's like, I did not ask to adopt this child. Yeah. yeah I don't he did know. Not consult with me. I don't know why he hates Dorno so much, except that they're both Arieses. I feel honestly oh, like. They are. <laughs> yeah. Abakio is March 29th, I want to nice. say. Given that. The, the, or March 25th. Sorry. Two days on either side of my birthday. I don't okay. know which one. Sorry. He's close to being stuck as a Pisces, which is hilarious to me. Given the pattern that we will see, I don't think this is too much of a spoiler, uh, that Bruno, you know, like he adopts Giorno. He he tends to do that with people. And so yeah. I feel like Abakio has been dealing with this shit for years. Yeah. He's yeah. just like, I found another one. Yep. And it's like, I thought we talked about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you brought home another stray. Like, we said no. We said no more kids. <laughs> Like, so, but look how pretty this one I is. I know, right? Look at its titty window. Um, <laughs> I do want to point out that uh, for April Fool's, uh, one of the like actual official JoJo's account posted like a fake advertisement for uh, Abakio's Golden Tea. Oh. And it was like a, you know, it was like a plastic bottle with like a yellow great. liquid in it. And it was called Abakio's Golden Tea. It was great. Excellent. Gross. Also, Darius has been keeping track and I wrote it down. So, but oh, you- that's right. Yeah. So as we mentioned on an earlier podcast, there are people on the internet saying that this whole arc takes place in like seven or eight days. So I've taken it upon myself to keep track of the timing. And this is day two because yeah, we today- We are going to fact check that yeah, shit. Yeah. So because Bucciolati's like, Polpo died this morning. We know that Polpo died the morning after Giorno did an overnight with the the lighter, and we know that the lighter was on the same day as um, like uh, meeting Bruno, meeting, and- meeting Bruno and Koichi and all that. So, so yeah, so it's day two now. Day two, body count one, two, <laughs> two, two right now. So far, wait, who do you, who are you counting? Luca and Polpo. All right, yeah. also the old man. Well, we're not, we can't count the number of. Oh, I just bystanders. I mean, who the boys kill? Okay. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. I mean, if we start counting just like random bystander casualties, then it'll be like, well, what's the population of Venice? <laughs> yeah. You also, know? also, we'd have to count the cat that that Mista's childhood friend beat to Kid, death after yeah. having his eye scratched out. Aww. And we'd have to count that kid's eye. <laughs> yeah, it's just too much. <laughs> Worth noting before I forget is that uh, Abakio's voice actor is Suwabe, who is yes. also Victor Nikiforov's voice actor. Right. And also Kepi from <laughs> Sarzan Mai. <laughs> Anyone watch that? What a range. And many other excellent roles. Uh, he's a great voice actor, obviously. Yeah. But Court, my my partner, like before any voice actors were announced, was like, man, it would be so amazing. Wouldn't it be amazing if they made Suwabe Abakio? Nice. And then they announced it and we were like, oh the, my God. The secret worked. <laughs> Court should start hoping for like part six to be announced for Is, this fall right. or something. Isn't the isn't he someone in Fire Emblem Three Houses too? I, I know, probably. I know, I know. Kitsuki Yuri's voice actor is. Someone, yeah, I think it's just Katsuki yeah. Yuri. So yeah, so they they meet everybody. Jorno drinks some pee, but he didn't drink some pee because you know that thing you do where you turn one of your teeth into a jellyfish, which is ninety five percent water, so it absorbs pee. So now, he forced the jellyfish to I drink. I was gonna pee. say, think about that jellyfish. Now he's just sitting there like I'm mostly pee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but, sure that's exactly what's going through its mind. But yeah. the thing is, is that eventually he's going to have to turn it back. And then where does the pee go? Well, he takes it yeah, out. Yeah, he just takes it out. He puts squeezes it. Squeezes it. And then puts it back in his mouth. Turns it back into a tooth. Yeah. Boop. 
I would hope you would actually put it back in before you turn it back into a tooth because that would be extremely painful. I don't think Jorno cares. All right, We've already fair. seen him rip off his arm once. All right. That's yeah. true. <laughs> al- for no reason. He already took out one of uh, one of Bruno's teeth anyway. So. Yeah. Everyone's like very impressed. Abakio, I, I don't think is impressed. I think Abakio is just pissed off. That ha, pissed off. That, uh, Sorry, I have a note here that's just Abakio's enormous tits. <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole note. But yeah, Abakio's mad that Jorno kind of diffused his hazing. His, uh, yeah. hazing. He wanted to, to you know the way you want to like torture your new kid. That's yeah, you know, norm. Yeah, but also at the end of the episode, Jorno does something similar, which is when he puts his life in danger, and Abakio's like, man you're crazy and I kind of respect that. Yeah. Like clearly the way to like win the respect of this gang is to like do crazy shit. Be extreme right. as hell. Be and extreme. On, Be extra. And on that note as one of you pointed out earlier um, or maybe both of you we see Jorno like not telling them what his stand does. Oh yeah. Yeah that comes up um, Yeah right after this yeah. when yeah. they ask him how did you do it. Yeah and he's like he doesn't he's not going to tell them and they're like well you're cautious I respect yeah, that. Like, I respect you because you're cautious. And the thing is, and then like later when Bruno's like, hey, Abakio, I think your stand could like beat this bad guy. And Abakio's like, I'm not bringing my stand out in front of the new guy. It's like, So they're bad guys. And as we've seen previously through many seasons of JoJo's, bad guys don't disclose what their stands are because it makes you vulnerable and easier to kill. And I mean, like all of part three was like, yep. what's the stand of this random guy? Right. But everyone knew try, the like, stands of the Stardust stand? Crusader. Right, yeah. Exactly. And even like bad company, uh, Okiasu's older yeah. brother, like the whole thing was just like, you don't, you're supposed to not tell people. And so like, because they're villains, sort of, yeah. yes. I mean, they're not villains who sell drugs to kids. <laughs> that's really the only thing you can do that's bad. <laughs> but but since they are bad guys, they're in, or, you know, they're members of organized crime. They kill people a lot. Uh, yeah. They use bad guy rules for stands. And it's nice, it's refreshing to me to finally see that. Yeah. So speaking of like the the plot part, uh, they what? they leave the restaurant. There is, I just want to point out and just keep it in mind the next like 30 odd episodes. Uh, they're complaining, like Bruno's like, we have a loner car because someone destroyed our last car. Uh, and Mista's like, I think it's Mista. It's either Mista. I mean, somebody off screen is like, I told you that wasn't my fault. <laughs> and and basically, we get, we, yeah, we get a flashback to that far, far, far ahead yeah. in the show. So um, um, Also, uh, those old ladies come up to Bruno and they're like, can you please? He has a little know, mini flashback where he's like, because that's what he was talking to them about. When he stepped out. Yeah, before. yeah. So he sees them on the street and like then remembers what the conversation that they called him out for. Right. Because right, right. that was part of Bruno going to do his job. Uh, right, and it's, you know, my son is doing drugs. And he, punched, he me. punched me because he's doing drugs. And and Bruno's like, all right, how old's your son? Because if he's 18. I don't give a shit. Yeah. But kids doing drugs. <laughs> I. It's not what he says, but it's clearly implied because the only thing these people care about is children doing drugs. Right. They're They're not like don't sell drugs to adults. No, that's no. fine. And like the dramatic effects of drugs are like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pervasive in Japanese media. Like even like pot is depicted as being as like causing you to become violent and everything. <laughs> Which anyway, is like the opposite yeah. of what in, we in does. a lot of uh, so I don't know if anyone who listens to this has watched Miss Sherlock. Um, it's an HBO Asia show, but you can get it on HBO. It's so good. It's gender swap Sherlock Holmes. It's super super gay, and in it. There's like a lot of drug subplots and plots. Like it's all about how drugs are bad. And 
there's one part where like you're learning about this woman's backstory trauma and like her kid was murdered like however many years ago. And what happened was when you see it is like her little, you know, like sweet baby, like outside, like the grocery store going up to like a capsule toy machine. And then just like this guy, like who was just on drugs, like just walks up and just stabs her (laughs) and leaves in broad daylight. Drugs. Yeah. (laughs) So drugs do, man. So that's what it's like in Naples. Yeah. That's what happens when you overdose on Stabitol. (laughs) Yeah. Just makes you stabby. Yep. Yeah. So. (laughs) You just go out and find like a random kid and just stab stab him. Because you you took too much of the stabbing medicine. Yeah. So yeah. So they're, they're, they're going to, Bruno's like mini vacation. We're renting a yacht. Don't ask questions. And. Mista's like. Just don't rent yacht number four, please. Yeah, and that's fine. Please, Dad, Mom. So they get out on the boat. There's like beautiful Italian vacation music playing. All the music in this episode is really good. And uh, they're all having a good time. Naranja's listening to music too loud. Mista handles that the way anyone would handle that, which is by distracting Naranja and pouring soda onto the stereo so that it will break. Uh, which is yep. a kind of uh, conflict avoidance and problem solving that I deeply respect. <laughs> uh, Mista is reading Transcendi magazine, which I think is just a trans lifestyle. I assume magazine. Aww, so it's got to be, of course. Um, it's got like a it's got like a beautiful boy on the yeah. front with like so. a turtleneck and a suit. Yeah. Which is, again, strong look. Oh right, and then Bruno's like, all right, now that we're out here and no one can hear us, I'm going to explain to you all how we're going to level up in the multi-level marketing scheme that I've sucked you all into. And they're all like, <laughs> yay. And we get some really nice like stills with the, the little in- internal monologue of what everybody's thinking, except Narancha, because Narancha has no interiority, apparently. I like the still behind Mista um, when he's thinking, because it's the it's the part one, like Phantom Blood um, the chain of arrows. Yeah. 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 No, it's good. I really like how when Bruno says that Pulpo is dead, everyone is like... <gasps> And Giorno only is just like standing there it's with like, like the react. dark look on his face. Don't like let completely on. Like, mm. <laughs> and he is for like the next few shots where yeah. everyone else has shocked faces. It's like, I'm, I'm just don't, whatever a suspicious person would do, don't do that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> mm. And yeah. And so then of course, like once Bruno's like, all right, so we're going to get a bunch of money. Then suddenly they get attacked because there's a stand user on the boat. Because it's JoJo. So Narancha disappears. Then Mista disappears. And Courtney starts to care. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, if Narancha disappeared, whatever. But now Mista's gone, so I'm in. They can't figure it out. They can't figure it out. And then Giorno. Oh, and, and, Fugo and Abacchio. Too. Right. And Abacchio is like not letting Giorno do anything because he just hates Giorno so much for some reason. Uh, he just has one of those faces. And finally, Giorno, I guess in a dual attempt to get Abakio to trust him and also to allow the crime to be solved without the distraction of how much Abakio hates him. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, so, well, I'll peace out then. Uh, yeah. So actually, I have a better explanation for all that. But I guess continue what we were saying. I'll be the judge of that. No, right. no, I was just going to say, um, and while he's doing it, the like very slow mounting build to the debut of Giorno's personal victory theme yeah. plays. And it's so satisfying and good. I love yeah. it. Part of how Giorno is like putting stuff together is because he turns Narancha's shoe into a fly. And I guess a shoe is a body part now. Maybe it, it was very yeah. fresh leather. It wants to huh. be reunited. And it would have gone back to a cow. <laughs> <laughs> it wants to be reunited with its, you know, natural owner, <laughs> Narancha. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he has things go back to 
the people that they I mean he look Jorno can do whatever he wants he, he just up. makes up it's so fine. Jorno doesn't like know what a stand is right so maybe he's just making up what his yeah. power can I do mean, but in real life he just controls I mean everything. it's fucking hermit purple shit yeah, yeah. it's, it's just, just like whatever like, fine the plot yeah. necessitates this so now I can do this he's like I tried to do this and it worked so now I, I'm gonna say that I can do I this I guess it's this yeah, yeah. but also yeah. I'll never do it again yeah <laughs> <laughs> so here's what I think happened with Jorno's like gambit here okay so he was explaining to them that like he made the fly into the shoe into a fly and it's be, and it works because he knows that they're not dead because he can like sense their oh, life right. force. And so when he goes to like suicide into the 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 boat area basically and like he gets attacked by the stand user and drawn into the boat and Abakio says out loud he goes like hmm well, I don't think you would have done that if you knew you were going to die. And the implication is that he must be really certain that, like, this is his way of proving that he knows that these people are alive because he's willing to go in and just get attacked. That makes sense. So it's like, it's a way to, like, get Abakio on board with his plan. Right. Also, the fly is still there. Yeah. Yeah, but so. Abakio doesn't know what the fly right, means. Right, right. Well, no, because they point out, like, Bruno's like, so Jorno's stand hasn't worn off, so he must still be alive. I'm just saying, Abakio, like, for all Abakio knows, Jorno is an enemy stand, and he's doing all this stuff. Like, he's, all right. uh, like, I think I think Abakio needs Jorno to risk his life right. in order to finally believe something that anyone says about Jorno's stand. Right. All right. And Abakio's finally like, you're crazy. And I respect that. <laughs> yeah. Same. And then we get, we see Abakio's stand very briefly for but uh, like at the like at the on the to be continued we see his his stand come out but we don't get a name or anything yet right so yeah that's that that's the episode that's it we get some good boat times with some boys and next we got week more coming up it's gonna be super fun yes indeed jojo's bizarre explainer is recorded in portland or or oregon you can follow us on twitter at explain jojo or find us on the web at explainjojo.com we love to hear from our listeners, so please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us the kind of review that Mista would leave for every number except four. 